Hello, listeners. It's Jennifer James of the Common Mystics Podcast. If you're wondering how to tap into your own Spideys, I've got great news for you. The first ever Common Mystics online class will be offered virtually in February 2024. The Psychic Clairs is a five-part workshop designed to awaken your psychic senses and provide you with the feedback and tools you need to take them to the next level. For more information on the Common Mystics Psychic Clairs Workshop, email us at commonmystics at gmail.com and include the subject line Psychic Workshop. And now, on to the show. On this episode of Common Mystics, we invite four mystical friends with unique spiritual gifts to help us ring in the new year, discussing the present and future through the perspectives of numerology, astrology, yoga, and psychic mediumship. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are common mystics. We find extraordinary stories in ordinary places, but today we're talking with our panel of friends. That's right, Jen. Let's introduce them. We have, first up, a certified quantum neurologist, Reiki practitioner, coach and intuitive who guides women from diverse backgrounds to embrace their true power and embody their soul's purpose, fulfilling their destined paths. Please welcome Kayla Eichmeyer. Hello. Hi, hi. Hi, Kayla. And second, we have up a certified yoga instructor, Reiki practitioner, a personal trainer who has a passion for the chakra system. Please welcome Laurie Stern. Hello. Hi. Next, we have a professional speech and language pathologist passionate about helping others connect with the spirit world through tarot mediumship. Today, she's sharing her expertise on astrology. Please welcome Michelle Holland. Hi, everybody. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for being here. And You're welcome. Last, last but not least, by day, she is a naturalist and an educator, but she's also a certified evidential medium and visionary. Having personally experienced the loss of a child, her passion for helping others through their grief has been her life's work. Please welcome Denise Willis. Hi, everybody. So good to be here. Oh, thank hi, Denise. You. Thank you. Thank you so much, all of you guys, for being here. Let's jump right into our questions. So yesterday, as I was saying to you all, we've been getting a lot of feedback from our listeners about what they are describing as a really intense shift in energy. It feels like everyone has been in a pressure cooker that has been turned up to an 11 since like October. Has Have any of our panelists felt that way recently? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> what <Jason>. is it? <laughs> it's the numerology shift. <laughs> okay. Kayla, take it. Give me give me a little something. Okay, so we just moved out of like two months ago in eight energy month. And that was like a precursor to what this eight energy year is. It's fast. It's really, really fast. <laughs> Where you just feel like your hair's been blown back. Uh-oh. There's, yeah. But it's a really, really great year as well. If you kind of know what the energies are and are in alignment with it. It's really a year to go with the flow 
but also accountability. So it's like our year to build legacy and wealth and all of the great things. It's a manifestation year, but it's fast. Okay. And Michelle, what are you thinking? Yes. Do the planet going to Yes. So it's it's not as if the planet's just suddenly changed in October. You were saying October. I have felt this shift going on for 15 years. It's just the build up, build up, build up. And now we're at the end of a cycle. So the big change is Pluto is in Capricorn. So when we're looking at the planet Pluto, that's a planet of transformation. It's the planet of death and rebirth. And Capricorn is structure. It's our boundaries. It's our government. And all of these things are being basically destroyed, I feel like. All of our structures are coming apart. Our work life is coming apart. Everything is just falling apart in order to be recreated in a better way. So looking forward, we're going to see Pluto going into Aquarius um, in the next year. And then we're going to see basically a revolution. So Jesus. Yeah. So (laughs) it's actually a good thing because a lot of people are calling this the age of Aquarius. And so all of these systems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So all of our systems are breaking down. And then Aquarius is the sign of the future. So looking forward, forward thinkers, you're thinking like technology and new creations, new inventions, new ways of doing things. So when we think revolution, think of change. So yeah, a lot of things are not going to be comfortable for us, but I think in the long run, it's going to be good change. Okay. Denise, as an evidential medium, and I am not certified, but I do consider myself an evidential medium, whether or not anyone else would consider me as such, I don't know, but I do. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We all do. Oh, thank you. My question for you is, has that affected your ability to reach people on the other side? It really has, you know, spirit, everyone has a spirit team and they are just itching to help us. Yeah, they they just, you know, they really can't interfere unless we ask them to. And they are sure trying to get our attention any way that they can. And I That's... see that people, yeah, people are, are more receptive to it these days. You know, they're anxious, but they're excited. They don't know why. And they're looking for answers. That's such a great point that we need to ask for their divine intervention. And it seems like we need to start asking a lot. <laughs> Lari? Yes. So it's interesting. I introduce and sprinkle in all the things that you're talking about when I'm teaching yoga, when I'm working with clients. And what I've noticed in my classes is not only from the pandemic to now, people are slowly coming back and they're craving community. And I see a lot of people taking child's pose more than I've ever seen before. And child's pose, you know, is the most grounding. It's it's the most calming. It's your root. I mean, I teach sometimes a rigorous class, but really just 
people want to stick around and chat more. They want to really create that community. And whether they know it or not, I think they're feeling everything that we're all describing here. They just don't know it necessarily unless they're dabbling in the things that we're discussing. So I just try to give them a safe space to really experience whatever it is they are and just really acknowledge and mirror for them what I know is going on so that if they're feeling that when they walk in, they feel validated, even if they haven't said anything. Okay. That's good to know. My question to follow up is, it sounds like what you guys are describing sounds like the tower card reverse to me. Yes, Yes. exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Which I don't know if anyone knows this, but that is like my least favorite card in the deck. Like me too. (laughs) Like I said, like I will take death. I will take the moon. I mean, give me anything but the tower. The tower reverse means like everything is burning down, but there will be a phoenix. Just hold on. So yep, yep. Tell tell me how to navigate. Like, what can I do today to start not hitting the bottle or taking Xanax because it's like it's a lot. How, where can we like give direction or some guidance to our listeners, like how to deal with these energies through each of your perspectives? Okay. So for me, I don't know about you guys, but I see two different types of people and I'm really breaking this down into easy to swallow nuggets. Okay. So we've got the people that are so rooted, they're afraid to even be seen or they, it took everything possible to get them to leave the house to even come see me or come to class. And then we have those other people that are like, la, 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 head in the clouds. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. They need to get grounded, right? And so for me, what I work through and with is to help people understand they matter, period. So whether that's taking up your, can I cuss? Taking up your fucking space on your mat or really containing your space so that you're not interfering in other people's space. Just really training people to understand their energy matters and how to recognize their own energy first and then work within that energy to really heal and feel secure so that moving up your chakras, moving up to connect to spirit, the whole point is oneness, right? So when we have fear, we feel like we're alone, we have to do everything ourselves, or we're insecure. But when we feel connected, then it really transformed the person who's feeling that connection. And so I really try to get people to understand how they work from the inside out. And then the people that are la la la, I try to get them to ground down and share their light in that reverse direction. Love. Thank Kayla, <laughs> help me. <laughs> oh so there's so many things and I agree with what everybody else is seeing there is like this division going on between spiritual and the older generation we have a lot of passivity going on head up in the clouds because we have this feeling of impracticality this is one of the influences and we haven't seen this since before the year 1000 (laughs) wow yeah it started showing up in the year 2000 so this is this is kind of a big big one, but this is being spirit led and things like that. So with the year of the eight, things that you can do, this is about being in flow. It is also the number of emotional mastery. 
So learning to not control every single aspect of life and getting stuck in that is going to be a really big thing. It is follow your intuition this year. Things pop up and it may be kind of crazy, weird or wonky, but to follow that, but really just get in flow. You can't control everything. And then that, you know, the control really starts bringing up the anxieties and all this, all the other things. And we also have, let's see, there's so many things going on. (laughs) We have the skepticism showing up too, where we just want answers for everything. We have to have this solid proof, but then we have the underlying with the people up in the cloud saying, no, I don't want (laughs) to. I just want to feel good. It's really a year of being in your feels, but Mm -hmm. getting stuff done. Okay, I have a question. You're talking about numerology. That's your your angle here, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about these broad concepts that you've just described, where are those numbers coming from? Are they coming from the dates or somewhere else? So it's, I have what, how I figured this out. It's a tic-tac-toe box and we just write in where the numbers for the year are. So it's two, two, and four. And then all of those, I know it's hard to explain when you don't have it in front of you, but all the empty boxes in the tic-tac-toe, when there's a line of them, is our influences that we have showing up. So we have one, two, we have three huge influences showing up, but we also have a bunch of isolated numbers too, which are insecurities showing up this year. So kind of like what we had said before about the anxiousness and things like that showing up and kind of wanting to retreat and having a hard time getting out and that shows up in your passivity too. Got it. Michelle? So I have the same type of outlook as everyone else. When looking at your zodiac sign and charts, everyone is going to have something different. Everyone, you know, your natal chart is going to be different than everyone else's. So the way the planets are interacting with you are going to be a little bit different. So what I would say is to have people just really embrace their sign, their sun sign, their moon sign, and their ascendant, and really embrace those and look at what the season is. Like right now it's Sagittarius season and Sagittarius is all about fun. Think of Christmas is coming and, you know, the excitement and the parties and how your sign can enhance that. My sign is Capricorn. I do not, I am not, to me, I don't, jive with Capricorn. Like it is very uncomfortable, comfortable for me to be in that leadership role of Capricorn. And so to me right now, like leading, throwing the party, getting those ideas for the party, setting goals, doing things like that would be helpful. So just really looking at your sign and how you can embrace that, because when I get into that leadership role, it's really where I'm at my best. I'm not comfortable there, but that's where I'm at my best. So Jill, you're Leo, like where you're at your best is where you shine, where you provide the drama and the happiness and, you know, the love for everyone. Jennifer is a Pisces. So think of those, you know, like the, the 
she is the psychic, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and, you know, providing, like, I think of Jennifer's house right now for Christmas is so dreamy. And so like, I just want to sit and drink tea with her in front of the fireplace. It looks so, you know, like the illusion of Christmas. Like that. I want us all to do that. Can we just all do that? I want, yes, everyone come over. I have, I have reindeer pajama pants. Does that count? Even though I'm Jewish, I'll wear them. (laughs) Definitely counts. Happy Hanukkah to Laurie and happy, happy birthday to Michelle. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's not until January, but still you're coming up. Yeah. What would you give me for advice on how to navigate these feelings and pressures that's happening right now Um, and in the future? I would say embrace the insanity. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's That's really all we can do at this point. And, and, you know, I believe that we chose to be here at this time. Um, 100%. Our, our, our higher yes. selves, right. <laughs> and I keep telling my higher self, oh, come on. But yeah, mm. we're, we're here to make a difference and just enjoy every little thing. I'm going to talk about nature, get out Aww. in nature because yes, that's think, a big one. think about it, the, the world has been, you know, the world knows what it's doing. All the critters, all the plants, we should take a lot of cues from, from them. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to put a button on it because what I'm hearing all of you say is be aware of how you're feeling, but then relax into it. And just trust that no matter how it feels, it's, it's temporary and we don't know what the end result is and it's better than we would be able to manifest. So just relax and flow into it and don't be scared. That's what I'm hearing. I agree. Yes. Yep. And it might feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It might feel uncomfortable and sometimes that's okay because that's where the growth happens. Exactly. People have a real problem sitting with discomfort. And we know there's a book with that title and it's a wonderful book. And I highly recommend people read that. Love. Do you know the author, Laurie? Oh, gosh. Is it Pema Chodron? I'll I'll look it up. How can we use the knowledge of these energies shifting to be better in our lives for ourselves, but also in the community? I think for me personally, and I exercise this today, is that I was stressed and I was trying to get home quickly and someone was driving for my taste a little slow. And I just kind of said, it's okay. And I said a little prayer to make sure that I and that person got to where they were going safely. And and I even sent gratitude for them slowing me down because maybe I was being a little too fast. Any other examples of how to use that intense energy to improve our lives, our, our community? Well, I know in New Jersey, we have our, we call it the international sign of friendship on oh. <laughs> the Garden State Barclay. Oh, please, no. <laughs> it has something to do with your middle finger. But um, <laughs> when you feel like doing that, send a love bomb instead. You know, I, mm. I, I like the Southern expression, well, bless your heart, <laughs> mm. which I think has two meanings, but 
that works. <laughs> love it. Love it. There's a lot of things with focus this year, needing to focus and not being caught up in that chaos. Like it's kind of a year of your blinders on and focus on yourself too, because there is so much chaos that's going to be going on this year. So <laughs> keep oh your blinders my. on. Yeah. And okay. Kayla, are you talking about 2024, the year to come? There's going to be a lot yes. of chaos. Yes. Mm. more mm-hmm. so you know it's we've been through quite a bit of chaos so i mean we have wars going on so mm-hmm. i can't imagine how oh god knock on wood okay Whew. another thing that i jill would say i've been trying to practice more is just trying to cultivate peace. And I spent like in the morning before I got out of bed, like my first awareness is like, God, please bring peace to this world. But then I feel like that's so big. Where can I cultivate peace in my own life? And I think about that, like when I'm shopping or when I'm like, I am responding to an email. And instead of saying like, per my last email, I'm saying something like, okay, I hear you. I maybe I didn't communicate that well enough the first time. So is there any other examples of ways that we could use this intensity to be, like Kayla says, a little more focused in in preserving peace? Because when you're in chaos, like the the knee-jerk reaction is going to be to lash out. Moving your body is going to be a big one. Like being out in nature, like that was said before, to be able to release that energy, that is huge this year. Getting that energy and flow and getting grounded. So, so, so big. Laurie, do you want to piggyback on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, connecting our breath with how we move, whether we're in nature, in a gym class, on the elliptical, in a yoga class, I always remind people, you know, we are each the center of a wheel, right? So whether the wheel is the wheel of our family, the wheel of our corporation, we are the center of however we define that. And so we have choices to get pulled off our center and go around the circumference like a hamster on a wheel or just center ourselves and let the world go crazy around us. So I really talk a lot about that when I'm teaching as well is if we're pulled off our center, who are we helping? Certainly not ourselves and certainly not our kids or our families or whoever we're supposed to be really grounded for. And so that's such a good point. It reminds me of you when the plane's going down, you need to put on your own face mask before you can help the people next to you because you're no good to anyone if you're passed out. But yeah, you know, that's the point. And people don't even realize, again, it comes down to all the root chakra stuff is if you don't even think you matter, then you're not going to put that oxygen mask on first. You're going to look at everybody else and try to save them, but who's saving you? And so it has to start with ourselves. It has to start with, am I breathing? Am I getting up? Am I moving my body? Am I connecting with my breath? Am I connecting with spirit? And all of those things. Michelle, especially being an educator, it seems like education has been like a real hot spot lately for chaos, in my opinion. Yes. So (laughs) again, the structures falling apart. So- We have this old traditional way of learning and that's Capricorn, the old traditions and Pluto is just destroying it. So I'm thinking that the whole system needs to be reset. It needs to be 
redone. What we're doing now is not working. So something needs to happen where, and that's Pluto and Aquarius. Those Aquarius is also about the community coming together and figuring out a better way. Along with this, along with all this anxiety and, you know, this chaos, you know, there is hope because just like everyone else was saying, you know, using your body in May, Jupiter is going into Taurus. Jupiter is about, you know, being big, expanding. Taurus is about your body, feeling those senses, being able to, you know, move your body and feel these things. And it's about what you value. So those things are going to be big in our minds and we can expand that. The other thing is Neptune and Pisces. So Neptune, it loves being in Pisces because it's, that's what that's, she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Sorry. Love it. So <laughs> Neptune is the planet of mysticism. It's dreams, it's spirituality. Pisces is that free flowing, psychic, dreamy imagination. It's very sensitive and empathic. So the two of them together, I feel are making people more spiritual. So when these times of chaos happen and there's nowhere else to turn, like we're turning to the divine and this is helping us to focus on the divine, focus on spirit and how spirit can unify us. Love, love. Denise, do you want to add anything? Sure. I, I think it's important when you go to sleep at night to set the intention, because when we are asleep, we're, we're really downloading from spirit. Just set the intention. You know, what can I do? What's the next thing? What can I bring to the world to make it a little bit easier for everybody? I love keep that. A, yeah. Keep a journal by your bed. Just jot it down as soon as you wake up. I absolutely love that. Hang in there, guys. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to unveil the first book in our series entitled Common Mystics Present Ghost on the Road, Volume 1, Murders and Mysterious Deaths. It's everything you love about common mystics and more. It's a retelling of 10 of our favorite stories from our pod with exciting extras. Extras like souvenirs, what we took away from the experience, and what to know if you go if you decide to travel in our footsteps. Pre-order the Kindle edition now. All other formats of the book will be available for purchase at Amazon.com on July 1st, 2023. Thanks, guys. Now back to the show. Based on your specialities, can you, and this is totally fun, free will, all that considered, do you have any predictions for 2024? Oh, I do. (laughs) Okay, Kayla. Hit me up. What do you got? Okay, well, it is going to be, like we said, a very spiritually focused year. And it's also going to be the year of like the CEO. There's going to be a lot of business mergers. There's going to be a lot of different ways how we access money. Lots of things, lots and lots of things around money. There's all going to be a technology explosion this year. And a lot of it is going to have with AI, and we've already been seeing this, but also healthcare. There's going to be a lot of technology in healthcare. So, but like these mergers that I'm talking about, these are going to be big business mergers. So pay attention to that. And it might be those mergers around technology as well. So big business this year, 
like I said, mergers, there's also going to be people being held really accountable. So we may be seeing a lot of lawsuits this year as well. And I'm having a thing it's going to be around a lot of banking things. So mm. a few of my predictions for the outside world. Got it. I think Kayla was looking at my notes. <laughs> I've been hearing I've been hearing so many, much of the same stuff too. Like just all of the people like you guys and others that I listen to, they're all echoing the same sentiment that there's just going to be this huge structural breakdown. And, you know, there's two minds, people that are going down a huge rabbit hole of, I think, darkness. And I choose to stay in the light where they're like, you know, sell your house, convert it all into to cash, buy gold. You know, that's, that's kind of fear-based stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I have to trust and I do. I just have faith. And whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. And just like you guys have already said, like we can't control it. We can just live how we live with integrity and just hope for the best. (laughs) Don't be stupid. But, you know, I can't like, you know, sell my house and just sit on a pile of cash either. Right, right. And, you know, I just want to say it's really comforting to know that all these experts in different areas of the United States are experiencing the same thing that our Mm -hmm. listeners around the world are experiencing. And they can even like point to it in the charts or their specific modality. So it really feels to me like this is validating and it's really helpful for a lot of people that are kind of scared and a little strung out, especially around the holidays. Okay. Denise, predictions? Do you want to? Are Kim Ye going to get back together? What do we got? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we need to focus less on all that. That's for sure. (laughs) Good answer. I just think back to, as we're discussing all of this, times in the past where the world was so bleak. And like everybody said, it will get better. But in order to do that, you got to take it apart put it back a better way. People are so fed up with all the shortcomings in healthcare and education, all of that. So it's got to women's issues, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We're riding the crest of the wave. That's what's happening. Jen, Michelle. So I have a lot of predictions that Kayla already made. So, um, (laughs) so thank you, Kayla. But same thing, Jupiter and Taurus. So that's all about money. So, you know, expanding money, the banks, businesses, expanding. The other thing, again, Pluto and Aquarius, that's going to be, AI is going to be big. There's going to be big changes in that. And what I would tell people is look at, like, if you have your birth chart, look at that and look at the houses that these planets fall in because it's going to determine what's going on for you. And so, what are the planets again that we're looking at? So I'm looking at the planets that stay in these and stay in the constellations for a long time. So Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto, those are going to affect everyone, but they're just going to affect people in different ways. Got it. So you look at what house it's falling in and each house determines the area of your life where it's going to affect. Jen, do you want to make any predictions? No, I I wasn't prepared to make any predictions. (laughs) Any thoughts? (laughs) 
I'm just going to echo what you said earlier about how exciting it is that no matter if you're looking at numerology or astrology or yoga and chakras or mediumship, we I'm hearing the same themes. Mm-hmm. And one theme is a little scary, which is drastic change that feels uncomfortable. But on the other hand, and this kind of goes to the next the next question, has to do with that opportunity. Because whenever you break something down, there's an opportunity to build something new. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's my only comment. And Jen, what is the next question? The next question that we had written down is, what do your modalities suggest about primary challenges and opportunities that we may encounter in 2024? But Jill, do you kind of feel like we already talked about that? Yes, I do. I do. But I feel like the money opportunities got my tail Mm. wagging. Can you guys give us a month of where we should be seeing some money coming in? Not just for us, but for other people. Because I mean, I wrote down a note that Michelle said something about me. I was like, too far, too far. (laughs) Anything sooner. (laughs) Yeah, right. I discover weekly today on Spotify. So like I'm a big Spotify junkie. I don't know if you guys are. But literally, um, I discovered weekly today, there's a song called, I'm just scrolling right now, and I was cracking up because it's all about abundance, and it's called Money is Coming to Me. Love. And I can share it with you guys, and it's a great song, but it's like staying in the flow of just receptivity and and understanding how to create boundaries, of course, because they don't want to just remain these open sponges if there's other, if it's too much, Right. But like how we feed ourselves with what we listen to, what we watch, what we hear, it matters. And maintaining that equanimity of really just understanding we're in charge more than we think we are. I think that brings a lot of comfort and excitement, right? So we have an opportunity, like you said, to really embrace the change. Change is hard, but without change, there would be no diamonds, right? So like pressure creates beauty, and how we navigate that pressure is as beautiful as we can create it. Love. Michelle, am I waiting till May to invest or to play the lottery? <laughs> I have to look at your chart specifically, but I will say one thing about your chart that I thought, which I thought was really cool. So, so Jill, Neptune and Pisces is going through your ninth house and Jennifer, it's going through your eighth house. So for Jill... This is your time to expand, to, to kind of grow your psychic abilities. Like you, you've already had them. So now it's kind of like you're learning more and expanding that and really exploring. And the ninth house also has to do with travel, which you do for common mystics. So, So, yeah. So this is going to, to help you to grow with your psychic abilities, that traveling, is going to really help you to grow there. And Jennifer's is Jennifer is in the eighth house, which is, you know, just knowing Jennifer, she's, you know, her, her psychic abilities aren't always her comfort zone, which is funny because she is a, she is a Pisces and that is the psychic. Yeah, Michelle, but, isn't it the most annoying, yes, most frustrating yes, thing? Yes, really, world? Jill. You're going to do this I mean, now. You're going to do you this. You are so very <laughs> psychic. You are, even though you're uncomfortable with it, you are so very psychic. And the eighth house is all about diving deep into that mystical realm. 
and just really going deep within yourself and finding those psychic abilities. So I thought that was really cool for the both of you. Love. I have the same thing for numerology too, for, for Jill's. It was the same thing. Oh, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kayla did my numerology a, a few weeks back and I loved it. And I was like, oh, she's, she's a panel. She's on our panel. So Denise. Yes. I, I was just going to ask the same question about opportunities moving ahead and what, where we can really harness those opportunities looking forward. Well, actually, Jennifer and, and Jill, your loved ones brought you this far and they are not done. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> and they are going to carry you so much farther, you know, successfully. It's so exciting. Yeah, you got to grab your best hold. <laughs> Jill, I love I feel, that. Jill, I feel like we were getting an amazing group reading from <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, I'm not did apologizing you do this on purpose? <laughs> I'm not apologizing. No, but I do think that this is something that most people can look at as well. Like it, when we end the conversation, I'm going to recap. We're taking, I'm taking notes. And what I'm hearing, whether it be on a large scale, is that we need to, one, really be aware of how we're feeling and how that affects our behavior. And if our actions are being triggered by fear and how to move forward in times of anxiety, but also to trust the process and knowing that not only are you going through this, the person at the bank is going through this. The little old lady in line in front of you in the, the grocery store is going through this. And just having a sense of empathy could help people relax and navigate these energies better. But also that in this moment of feeling uncomfortable, we all have opportunities, not just Jen and Jill, which I do love to hear, but we all have <laughs> opportunity to grow in specific ways, right? So it's just being mindful of where we could improve where our processes could be changed. I know where mine are personally. It's, it has to do with wine, Jen would say. <laughs> <laughs> I do say yeah, quite often. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm on the vodka. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that personally, the greater energies that we've been talking about have really been affecting me as well as that feeling that I'm on a treadmill, like I'm sprinting, I'm sprinting and I feel disconnected from my mind, spirit and my body. And sometimes I feel the need to like stop at work, like go into the corner of my office and do something, but I don't know what that thing is to like make me feel like I'm whole. Am I making sense or am I sounding crazy? I, I have an idea. That is Can the energy this year. Yeah. So I always, I tell my family this, I tell my students this, I'm going to tell you this. So one of the mudras we use is called Gyan Mudra. And it's, if you take your index finger to your thumb, and if you do this right now, it looks like the OK symbol right? So when you just kind of gently tap your index finger and thumb, it connects the individual to the universe. So I take this mudra when I'm feeling just how you're describing. I'm about to lose my shit. Usually it happens at the dinner table or like just anywhere in traffic. Like when I want to give the middle finger to somebody in front of me, I just connect and I take five deep breaths. And it really, really, really reminds me I'm not alone. And that tactile stimulation, and as a teacher, you know this, like, because I'm sure you've got some kids with Velcro that they have under their desk or something, you know, it just, it's a way to ground yourself. 
and just yeah. remind yourself that you've got this. And it, and when you look at it, it even says, okay. Mm, Thank you. Love. I like that strategy. And it's something you can do anywhere and it can be discreet. Anywhere. Yeah. You can like stick your fingers under the table. Like if I do it all the time at dinner, like if I feel like I'm about to I feel my jaw, my throat chakra is closing yeah. off or whatever. I just yeah. gently just bring my index finger to my thumb. I take some deep breaths and it just kind of just goes away. Thank you. Tapping is really good for that too. Oh yeah. Um, EFT tapping is amazing for disrupting cycles like that. Really great. Can you just kind of summarize what that is exactly? Like, where do you tap? So- so there's certain points in your body. It's your forehead, your temple, above your lip. This is something that you can look up on, on Google because there's like a whole sequence of things that you do. But if you're looking for something that is just in the moment, you can tap right on your wrist, like right where your thumb is, but on your wrist. And you tap that and you can say a mantra to yourself. Like, I'm okay in this moment. I know I'm anxious and I love myself. And you can just keep saying that and just keep tapping your wrist. And this is something that you can also do underneath the table and just say this to yourself. And you do it until the cycle breaks. And I actually have my daughter do this at school because she gets real anxious and it helps her a lot. I also want to bring to the listener's attention that it is, I am of the belief that once someone dies, their energy is no longer bound to the physicality of this world. And they're able to connect with you in such a greater way. It's a different way and it still sucks. Don't get me wrong. But even just knowing that like when anything messes up in my life, I literally scream mom because I know like, because that's what I would do if she was alive. And that's what I still do when she's dead. Like I'm like, mom, and I know that she can hear me. I know she's telling me to calm down. And I just feel connected to her just by yelling for my mother. So if that helps anyone too, Jen, but I wouldn't do that at school. They no. really, no, you can't do that at school. <laughs> well, I wouldn't yell it, but I think your, your point is well taken. I can always look to spirit as well. True. In your heavies. For sure. For sure. Okay, so we just recapped a little bit about what we were discussing and our forecast for the year. Is there anything additionally that you folks would like to add based on your speciality that maybe we missed or we didn't spend enough time on? Kayla, I'll start with you. I know this was said before, but you know, as everything is a collective, yes, we experience that, but through numerology, everybody has their own life path or ruling number and different influences in their charts. So everybody experiences this different. So if you're really going to come back to yourself, whether it be like in astrology or what any of the other ladies do, finding out who you are specifically is really going to help you navigate what is going on collectively because you do experience it different. Love. Great point. And you can go to a numerologist to get your own personal numerology reading. Find yeah. Kayla in our show notes. <laughs> I'm going to find Thank everybody you. in the show notes. I feel like from everyone's perspective, like we all come at this throwing a bunch of noodles on the wall. Like I'm one of the noodles as is everyone else. Thank God. And so my noodle is, you know, connecting our bodies with our breath and reminding ourselves we have a right to figure out what makes us tick. And when we don't feel comfortable, where might that be? How can we clear it? How can we move it? So physically with yoga, 
subtly with Reiki, meditation. There's lots of ways to make a body feel amazing. The key is to just take the first step to make the phone call, Google who does this, reach out to the show notes for any of us that have resonated with the listeners, because we all come at this differently. But in that same way, we're all just looking to make people understand themselves. Love, love, love. Michelle. I agree with what everyone is saying and they have pretty much the same point of view. With astrology, there are so many different ways to look at your chart, but really knowing what your big three are, your sun, your your moon, and your ascendant is really helpful in knowing how you navigate the world and just embrace those things. Nothing is good or bad. No sign Mm -hmm. is good or bad. The other part of this is understanding that, you know, the seasons change. Everything is always changing. And that's really what the, what the astrology is based on. So there are times now, you know, it's getting colder where we're at and really we should be hibernating right now. We should be going underneath the covers and some people get sad and some people, you know, get depressed and sometimes that's okay. Like it's okay to feel those feels. Sometimes we think it's not okay to be upset or angry or sad. And that's okay. That's part of life too. And there's a season for everything. So just really embracing those changes and knowing, you know, everyone is kind of feeling like this, this time of year Mm. and what can, you know, and just learning what skills you have, what things that you have within yourself to move past some of these things or to really improve this time, I guess. I love it. Miss Denise? One of the finest tools that anybody can learn to use is meditation. And Mm. a lot of people find it hard to meditate, but there (laughs) there are a ton of guided meditations that you can find on YouTube just to get started. And the goal of it and what you'll discover is such unconditional love from above. It's just the most amazing feeling and it's so worth the effort. That's what I would recommend. Hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. Well, I just want to thank you guys so much for all your time, especially with all the technical difficulties. This is the second attempt of trying to record this really important conversation. (laughs) I really appreciate it. And I think just before we sign off, I think my takeaway from this is that we're all going through it and we just need to take a deep breath, relax, and know that we're all in this together and it will pass. We just have to believe in it believe that this is just a season, like Michelle said. Jen? And yeah. And also I would add that everybody needs to find their own way to navigate through it. And we have four different lovely people here kind of representing that, that each of you find your, yes, each of you have your own avenues for using your spiritual gifts. And I would recommend and suggest that our listeners who maybe are having some difficulty knowing how to navigate this environment, energetically speaking, and also 
understanding themselves and what they're going through to really think about, you know, maybe numerology or astrology or yoga chakra work or, you know, mediumship and all of the suggestions that this lovely panel gave us, you know, use some of those suggestions as just a beginning step towards trying something new. Love it. Love, love everything. Thank you guys so much. Thank you Um, so much. We're so happy to have you all and so blessed to have you part of this conversation. Thank you. We love you. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for your time. Sincerely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Please check out the show notes for all of our guests contact information. Please don't forget to look at our website, commonmystics.net. Find us on all our socials at Common Mystics Pod. And like, download, subscribe, and share, please. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This has been a Common Mystics Media production. Editing done by Yokai Audio, Kalamazoo, Michigan.